only dinner. Said the spider to the fly, I should be with you. Yeah, we'll be safer without you and Max trying to knock heads. I can handle that thing. Well, far be it from you to admit there isn't anything you can't handle. There are three basic types, Mr. Pizer. The wills, the won'ts, and the can'ts. The wills accomplish everything, the won'ts oppose everything, and the can'ts won't try anything. And welcome back to Disney Rewind, the show where we complain about the movies that we picked. As always, I'm your host, Ben, and before we get into our larger discussion about the film we're covering today, let's talk the history. Today we will be discussing the 1979 film Star Wars. No, wait, wait, wait. Star Trek? No, 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 no. The 1975 film The Black Hole. This is unlike anything we've ever reviewed before, but I'm not going to complain about it because I never want to pass up a chance to watch a schlocky 70s sci-fi movie. This is a bonus episode of ours. We'll be back with Disney content next time, but will we love it? Will we hate it? You're just going to have to stick around and find out. Black Hole was released on December 21st, 1979, right on the cusp of a new decade. The film did not get stellar reviews. It was actually so disliked that even Neil deGrasse Tyson felt the need to comment on it, calling it the least scientifically accurate movie of all time. Before we get into the history, let's talk about the plot. There is no source material this time, so let's dive right into the film. After finishing a long mission, the crew of the USS Palomino is finally heading home. And quite a crew they are. They are made up of Captain Dan Holland, First Lieutenant Officer Charlie Pizer, journalist Harry Booth, ESP-sensitive scientist Dr. Kate McRae, the expedition civilian leader Dr. Alex Durant, and the robot Vincent, which stands for Vital Information Necessary Centralized. Vincent. On the way home, the crew discover a black hole with a large spaceship sitting on the event horizon. Um, Just a clarification, event horizons is the point where no light or radiation can escape the gravitational pull of the black hole. They identify the ship as the USS Sinus, a long-lost ship that Kate's father served on. They attempt to dock and almost fail, facing a painful death at the hands of the black hole, but they make it. Once inside, they only see one man. Dr. Hans Reinhardt, who has a legion of androids and one mean robot. Reinhardt explains that the ship became damaged, and he ordered all the crew back to Earth, save him and Kate's father, who are still on board. He also goes on to explain that Kate's father died right before they arrived, maybe a little too suspicious. Reinhardt thinks that he can pilot this ship through a black hole and wants to see what's on the other side. Only Durant sees it as an actual possibility and asks to join him on the trip. Things get strange quickly, with Holland watching a robot funeral and discovering a cargo of human employees in the residential quarters. The group meets up with an old, battered robot, one that's actually a previous model of Vincent. This old robot known as Bob, aka the Biosanitation Battalion, explains that the crew are actually humans who you know big air quotes here left um what really happened was forced lobotomization and mindless work kate's father led a mutiny but was killed in combat kate tries to get the message to durant who is still under reinhardt's uh charismatic spell Durant, thinking that what Kate is telling him is a load of crap, lifts the faceplate of one of the androids to find a decrepit man, giving truth to what Bob had said previously. Durant and Kate attempt to run, but Durant is killed and Kate is captured and sent to medical to get lobotomized. Just as the medical procedure gets underway, Bob and Vincent rescue Kate. Booth attempts to flee from the ship alone, using the Palomino as his vessel. He manages to undock, but is quickly shot down. This spells doom as the Palomino crashes into the Cygnus, which causes the anti-gravity forces to be damaged. With these forces damaged, the black hole begins to tear the ship apart and pull it in. The survivors plan on escaping the small probe ship that still has working anti-grav tech. As Reinhardt goes to leave, a screen falls on him, fatally injuring him. He begs help from his evil robot named Maximilian, who ignores his pleas and goes to kill the others. Maximilian fatally shoots Bob right before Vincent knocks him out of the ship into the black hole. The the survivors make it to the spaceship, and we get a surrealist ending featuring heaven and hell before the ship passes to the other side. The film ends as they are approaching a star system with what seems like a habitable planet. Back to Disney. The 1970s were rife with bad disaster films, so of course Disney gave it a shot. 
Once a basic idea for a disaster film was finished, the film was pitched to Disney producer Ron Miller, who brought on Winston Hebler to assist with the project. This movie, of course, would be Black Hole, a disaster movie taking place in space. Hebler caused a significant amount of issues for the production, starting with the actual addition of a black hole to the script and really uh, really finishing his time on the project with a nightmarish amount of rewrites, none of which really helped. Hebler would retire halfway through the project, but advised the hiring of Robert McCall to help with production art. More rewrites, more issues. Everyone who was brought on recommended changes, including hopeful director John Howe, but ultimately they were shot down. Too many cooks in the kitchen. This becomes an even larger issue when you take an account that John Howe brought a screenwriter to finish the script when he thought it was going to be his movie. Of course, he never ended up directing it. Even worse, Hebler, who came back out of retirement to continue working on the movie, died. <laughs> the only reason the whole project wasn't scrapped was because Miller felt that too much time had been invested, wasting much-needed company resources. I mean, it had been years. Another set of rewrites happened, including two teams of scriptwriters being hired on, both writing completely different scripts. At this point... Howe could not wait around any longer. Instead of directing the film, he just up and left to do an equally terrible film, which ended up as Brass Target. Uh, this guy might have a, a knack for bad movies. Panicked, they hired recent Emmy nominee Gary Nelson to direct. He firmly said no, but decided to do it after seeing all the miniature work. Of course, this Gary Nelson is coming in with a script that Howe had completely helped written and then just pissed off to do a different movie. Not all was bad, though, as another movie, uh, we, we cover another new technique we get to talk about. In this film, the new technique is known as the automated camera effect system. This allows for double exposure to be done on all shots of models moving across background paintings. It's super neat. It made it look better than Star Wars, because they uh, put a lot of money into tech that Star Wars was not doing. But at the end of the day, you'll see if it really mattered. So that's pretty much the history of the history of the production of the film riddled as a riddled with nightmares rewrites and a constant circus of people coming in and coming out before we get to the release let's talk about america in 1979 jimmy carter was currently your united states president other big events included the music for unicef concert which saw many bands including abba so cool i guess the Steelers beat the Cowboys in the Super Bowl, making, <laughs> marking one of the very few times it was actually cool to be a Steelers fan. Brenda Ann Spencer opened fire on a school, claiming the reason was that she did not like Mondays. Um, a very famous, uh, very famous quote. Three Mile Island goes to hell in PA. I go to university right near it, so it's pretty wild to think about. Um, Think about it uh, It having some issues, of course, not as bad as, not nearly as bad as what we would see in Chernobyl and Fukushima. The Cold War still rages on, and the Unabomber may be on the loose, but hey, it's not all bad. We have the McDonald's Happy Meal being unveiled for the first time. Okay, that's pretty much my recap in 1979. Probably wasn't the best, but whatever. I didn't live it. Back to Disney. The Black Hole debuted in London at the Odeon Leicester Square. This film was one of the last movies to feature an overture at the start of the film, um, which actually confused me. I thought the TV had glitched, or I thought that maybe my app crashed, but I just had accidentally muted the television, and uh, it's just a black screen while an orchestral piece is played. The movie was rated PG, but, you know, this was a scary movie. Um, you almost had zombies and had cursing in it, which does not feel Disney. I guess you did have zombies. Almost. Almost zombies. Like living zombies. This movie actually caused the Disney Corporation to form its own studio to handle more mature films. I guess they were impressed with this, or at least thought this was the start of a new avenue to travel down. I hate when movies make novels after their releases, and I guess I'm adding the Black Hole movies to that list of novels I hate. It was written after the release of the film by Alan Dean Foster, who tried to fill in as many plot holes as possible with its writing and publication. I've never read it, but uh, I probably won't. Holy crap. 
Jack Kirby drew a comic book based around this film. Kirby is a legend in the comic book circle and would handle this material, I imagine, very, very well. Again, did not read Kirby's, uh, Kirby's rendition, but that's actually something I might seek out. The movie spawned a few children's books for some reason. I guess they thought it was going to be a big hit. One follows what happens after the crew goes through the black hole, and the other deals with the robots battling Maximilian. Merch, merch, merch. It runs the world. The movie saw six million action figures released, probably none of which sold even remotely well. Pencil holders based on the film were also made and promptly shoved into the boxes of cereal so kids could be disappointed before school for once and all. Ugh, there was a video game. Okay, there was a video game, but I cannot find it anywhere. It just seems like it's lost a time. It was a very, very early kind of video game, and from my research, I could not find videos of anyone playing it. So, no long play this time. The film has seen many re-releases, including plenty of DVD releases and other VHS tape kind of releases. I don't want to discuss the actual figures of each release, but I do want to note that the film did well in the theater box office, making $35.8 million. This was a net gross of around $10 million since the film was made for 26 once advertising is figured in. Always the Bridesmaid, Never the Bride. The film was nominated for a slew of awards, but did not win a single one. Two Academy nominations, one for Best Cinematography and one for Best Visual Effects, but could not finish the job. Soundtrack time. The soundtrack is loved by cult fans and has since been remastered on iTunes, so go check it out if you want. It is reported that the film is getting a remake, but honestly, it does not seem super likely. It is currently sitting in development hell once again, with a few different scripts being written. Apparently, the first one was too dark, and if the first script you write for a film is too dark, you probably shouldn't do the movie. Let's finish our discussion with a talk on talent. Gary Nelson directed the whole thing and hasn't really done anything else of note. He did do the film uh, Freaky Friday, which has seen a remake, and I think like a brand new horror remake. And there's like a nice little sliver in popular culture that it fits. Maximilian Shell, not the robot, the guy, played the evil Dr. Reinhardt. This guy is super famous and has won a Best Actor Award for the Judgment at Nuremberg film. Even more amazing is that this guy actually lived through the Holocaust as well. Now, while he wasn't in any concentration camps, he was displaced and forced to flee to Switzerland. Obviously, no comparison should be made between any two victims of the Holocaust, and I would never ever want to insinuate that someone had it, quote, worse or, quote, better than anybody else, but it, he should be commended for being able to survive it, no matter his circumstances. Anthony Perkins played Durat. You may know him from a pretty tiny, inconsequential movie called Psycho, uh, where he played Norman Bates. Um, it's an incredible film, it's a must-watch, and he unfortunately passed away from complications relating to an AIDS diagnosis. Other actors include Robert Forrester from Jackie Brown, Ernest, Ernest Borgany from Spongebob Squarepants, he plays Mermaid Man, and Roddy McDowell of Planet of the Apes fame. So, what did we think? And we're back. Disney Rewind. Coolest podcast on the planet. That's an un unsubstantiated... Well, what's the word? Unsubstantiated? Yes. Unsubstantiated No biases whatsoever. Nobody's disproved it. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So, today we are here to discuss the 1979... Yep. Then we'll Oh, yes? I was right. Yep. Sweet. 1979 sci-fi movie the black hole it is our second bonus episode boy is it a doozy and is it a doozy you're looking confused because uh, i was thinking the black cauldron oh no black hole black yes, hole i think I, my brain has not allowed me to remember what <laughs> uh just before we start the conversation some questions do we think this was trying to emulate star wars or star trek or did it find its own identity I think they definitely tried to go for a Star Wars vibe. Yeah, that's that's my opinion as well. The shots, the stormtroopers who weren't quite stormtroopers. They were robot troopers. The smart aleck robots. Yep. Mm -hmm. But 
kind of different plot. Um, definitely poorly written. <laughs> uh, no intergalactic battle between a uh, between a fascist uh, empire and a uh, Antifa. <laughs> Sorry, just to, be, just to be current. Yeah, Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars is uh, Star Wars is political, whether you like it or not. Um, and the uh, the rebels. But uh, this movie instead had scientists who were trying to get a trying to get to a black hole. Yeah. So definitely, definitely the not as intriguing as the first one. Bad science. This movie was not accurate. No. Um, believe it or not, going through a black hole does not show you <laughs> heaven and hell. It probably rips you apart atom by atom. Also, but, they had gravity shoes or something where they would be floating until they got to the ground. Okay, well, Ratchet and Clank has gravity shoes, well, they and I like Ratchet and Clank. They so. didn't actually have gravity shoes. That was a joke. They oh, had they regular shoes. Um, they could have been magnetized. The but why would they shoes? not tell us this? Well, that's a good point. Does bad science make or break a movie? In in a movie, does mad science, bad science, like make it less enjoyable? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say only if you're a nerd. I think it depends on the case. What do you mean bad science? Well, this was not... I'm sorry, go ahead, you go. No, um, I I was just saying, I think it depends on the case. In one case, I'm going to use Birdemic as an example. Birds don't explode. But in Birdemic... Well, they, they can't. Do. Well, yes, they can. But birds <laughs> don't say, make yeah. airplane noises and go... Meow. No, they don't. But in Birdemic, that made it 12 million times more enjoyable for me. Going, this movie, the science did not. Going back to Mom's point, bad science is not correct science, you know? This movie, you, there's, no, there's no anti-gravity thing strong enough to help you escape the wrath of the event horizon. The black holes are... I think if you're going to do bad science, though, you should... Um, you should, if you're going to have this fake jargon and fake kind of like explanation you kind of have to really stick with it and really believe like yeah, kind of too. explain it or at least kind of have something there because you I, I'm thinking of like the movie Flubber like obviously that wasn't real science no, but, it, but it's, it's cool. pretend science and it's it, it works because he's very like very scientific and he acts very scientific and I feel like the very the very biblical imagery in this was very anti-science in a way yeah that's the same way I feel about uh, Looper. Hmm. Looper has we just not... watched that last night. Looper doesn't have the greatest science in the world. Okay, time travel can't happen. That's not my point. My point is that there would be a lot of time paradoxes because of Looper, just how, like, it's set up, but... Is that the one where he promises his daughter? No, no. he's going to yeah. go back to kill, him, kill himself oh, back in time. Okay. But, um... It's still a great movie. Looper's an awesome movie. Ryan Johnson did a really good job with that film. So I think I think I agree with Max. It's definitely a case by case situation. I've changed my opinion, but I'm still leaning on the air of good science. You know. Well, can I just? I, I think there's plenty of great movies with bad science, and I'm thinking of all of the Star Trek movies, which I love. Okay. I'm the new of- ones. Okay, disclaimer. The, the yes. not the eighties ones. Oh yeah, I don't watch those. Not the ones where they go back to Earth to save whales. No. Yeah, that's a fun I'm one. I'm kidding, that's like, my favorite one. That's a great movie. Good story will always put up will beat bad science. Unfortunately, in yeah. this case. <laughs> in this case there was no good story. Well, it had a little bit of this and a little bit of that. A little bit of Star Wars, a little bit of the Tempest. Yeah, but so did so did Black Cauldron. A I whole lot a of filler. Of this, a little bit of that. Yeah. Final question, since it's a bonus episode, one more relaxed questions tonight. Mm-hmm. Bad acting. When is it good? This movie had a lot of it. <laughs> when is bad acting good, and when does it ruin a movie? I honestly thought the one guy was hilarious about how bad he was. I don't think he was the captain. He might have been, like, the second in command. He oh, was yeah. that guy that, like, kissed the girl awkwardly in the one scene. Yeah. He could not deliver a line, but it reminded me very much of, like, Shatner delivering yeah, lines, well, and it's kind of, I don't know, I find it funny. Joseph Bottoms. <laughs> is that what his character? Yeah, Joseph Bottoms. That's his, like, actor name? Yep, that, that's his real name, yeah. Okay. Joseph Bottoms. That's his actor name? <laughs> well, that's what I, I, I meant, not his character. Did mom's over here going, her? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was 
famous for being in the Holocaust miniseries in the 70s. Yeah, he won um, Did he win an Emmy for it for... Yeah, an Emmy yeah. for Outstanding... Oh, the series won an Emmy. Yeah, I don't know if he did. He, yeah, he, won, so, a, he won a role in the black hole. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I like bad acting sometimes. Again, yeah. I think it's a situational thing. Oof. Did it's Disney make the career. Alien movies? Because we could watch all those. No, Disney didn't no. like the Alien movies. Mm-hmm. Too bad. Yikes. Let's get into the larger discussion at hand. Yes. Um, before we're going to just rearrange segments on the fly here. Let's get into the larger discussion at hand. Black Hole. What did we think? Let's start with the positives, because I think this will be a shorter shorter part. <laughs> they have some real cute robots, and to test my theory, afterwards I texted my friend. That's bias. Well... What? That's a buy. You can't. You have to text someone random. You got to come up. Okay. With a One seven second, digit. Me, yeah. Come up with a random number. That. All right. So I just did that. Ben cut out the long waiting. I no. Well, no. A picture. You of are. The you picture. are. Okay. Um, yeah. Sure. Me cutting out the long waiting. Yeah. I'm about the to long cut you out of the podcast altogether. <laughs> the long pause of silence. Ben cut that out. Um. There was. Okay. Continue, please. And they just told me that Victor was the cutest thing they ever saw. He's a red ball. I know. That's not cute. It's B- so much so cute. BB-8 is just a ball yes. with like a yeah, half dog on top. But he's quirky. Right. No, Victor's qu- Victor has bad lines and it's cute. And okay. Also, Bob was pretty cute. Your Bob friends watched this movie? No, I just you texted Vincent them. Pic- yeah, Vincent. Vincent. I, don't know Vincent. Victor is. I texted them pictures afterwards because uh, Dasha asked me if I was a robot, what would I look like? And I just sent her that picture. I see. <laughs> I was yeah. like, here you go. Vincent was a perfect match of C-3PO and R2-D2. Mm. Well, that's a good point. And R2-D2's competence and ability was C-3PO's had, main comment. Had Star Wars already come out? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What? It had, was a heck of a shot. Only A New Hope, though, had come out at this point, right? By 79? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and Bob was a nice mix of Larry the Cable Guy and a toilet clock. But the thing <laughs> I, I like about them is because Black Hole spent all their budget on, what was it? Sets. Sets, sets probably. Um, I mean, the visuals looked incredible. We'll um, get to that in a second. Their, their robots looked like they put cardboard and scrap metal together, and that just made it for me. Yes, a- well, they're really good act- voice actors, though, uncredited. Yeah. Roddy McDowell was Vincent. So we know him from the original Planet of the Apes movies. Oh. And Slim Pickens was old Bob. Wow. We know Slim. Slim's the guy on the bomb at the end of Doctor Strange Love going, we are. Yeah, I mean, okay, the budget definitely went to sets and to the good actors in this because there are quite a few notable actors in this film. <laughs> they must have all needed money. <laughs> Regardless, let's before we jump to acting, let's talk about visuals. I thought the movie looked really good. Yes. I thought it was very pretty to look at. It reminded me very much of 2001 A Space Odyssey. Like, you still have those really intricate models that they're making, and I really like that. That, like, really actually brought the movie up for me. It was just because it was so visually really nice to look at. Yeah, and just the whole ending sequence when they fly through the black hole. Uh, like, brilliant. Definitely like a fever dream. Somebody was definitely taking mm. some hallucinogens while writing this film, but, um... Absolutely brilliant idea. Yeah, since Disney wanted to rent the Star Wars stuff, but it was unavailable, too expensive, so they just made up their own in their own engineering department. Yeah, they actually came up with a few new techniques to actually out outdo the uh, Star Wars people. Which you know, leave it to Disney. I gotta say, Disney's a lot of things. It certainly has some stinkers, but uh, every movie they they always are trying to up their craft and make it. Better looking and more advanced. There were some good actors in this movie. There were some good actors. You had... I thought the main actors were pretty decent. The uh, the evil... Um, the evil guy was pretty good. What, Rein, Reinhardt was his mm-hmm. name? Yeah, Reinhardt. Reinhardt was awesome. He was a great evil guy. Uh, and that... Bob was... Bob and, Bob and Victor were all... Or Victor, Vincent, Vincent. were also yep. incredible, so... You're calling it Victor because of Fallout New Vegas, aren't you? Wait, who's Victor in Vegas? The cowboy. (gasps) (laughs) Yeah, there's a... Yeah. Yeah, Vincent was a good character. Yeah, Vincent was awesome. I also just like robots. Yeah, you are kind of a robot, dude. I really like them. Vincent actually had a little bit of three-dimensionality to him, unlike the human. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, Vincent, we saw like struggle with Vincent's yeah. character, and uh, we only saw with yeah. the other human character. Vincent risked his lives for these people, and then they left him outside of the ship. Because they had a feeling he could help himself. He's Vincent. He was fine. I know he was fine, but still, if anything happened to Vincent, this movie would be getting a zero. Well, we're not at ratings yet. Yep. Any more positives before we hop into roasting it? I liked the part with the robots where they did, like, the shootout as well. I thought that was really oh, funny. Oh, yeah. Where he, like, kills one of, like, the main leader guy, but... It- Again, kind of going back to your dad's point, is very much like you see. I liked how Vincent had very much of like a character arc, and he had yeah. kind of faults and stuff. Where I felt that the people were kind of up on a pedestal a little bit. I got Wally vibes from part of this movie. Maybe it's just a robot in a spaceship. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. You're just saying Vincent made it better. I don't know. I mean, Wally is, of course, not even half the movie. This, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, before we get into the bad, it's time for our favorite segment, uh, the Vlam Rewind. Wow, that's not a bad name. The Vlam Rewind. Mm. So now we're going to talk about if we were given creative, creative, uh, mm. for some reason the word dictatorship is going into my head. Creative dictatorship creative over the black hole. Yeah. No, no, like creative, creative responsibility for the black hole. What movie would we make? Creative control. I would make a movie. I'd keep it as campy as it is. I would have a black dot appear in the middle of New York, and uh, it just starts sucking things in. You know, it's just taking cars that drive over it. People are vanishing. Isn't that the Avengers? No. What? No, it's a whole Chitauri invasion. I see. And people are just vanishing. Mm. You know, dogs are just swoop. Gotcha. And then when you know the heroes get down there, it's it's the mole men. They want an uprising. They want to usurp the surface world. Okay, I've been reading a lot of 1960s Fantastic Four. Uh-huh. I've been reading a lot of Stanley. Uh, they want to usurp the surface world. So in a final battle, the black hole is vanquished and the mole man is defeated. Hmm. That would be my black hole. It probably wouldn't do that well in theaters, but I'd have a good time with it. Hmm. What about you guys? Your movie, please. Yeah, you gotta take that out. I, uh, yeah, I, my movie. <sighs> I think I would make a movie about a little black hole in the street that little puppy dogs didn't see, and then they fell in. Oh, okay. And yeah, then, tell me more about this and movie, then people Mom. People have to come and rescue the little puppy dogs, but then they get rescued and they find homes and they live happily ever after. Are there mole men the in the black hole bottom? Are there mole men? That's exactly my movie. That's your movie? That was the movie I lived 30 seconds ago. I just gave the plot to. About puppies? No, but dogs were falling in and they had to battle in the undersurface. Oh. Isn't that funny? I guess I wasn't really paying careful attention. Okay, well you... Alright, kittens. No, no, no. It's fine. You can make the short the short animated film that is before my film. It's like a nice Mine is prequel. a children's book. Yeah, I know. And it's worse than mine. Okay, who wants to go next? I'm still thinking about it. I'll go next. So... I would do a super sci-fi, like, obviously, because like this, but kind of trippy, I guess, like, uh, the Yellow Submarine, and have it so they're in a sub, and they're just going deeper and deeper, like, down into the marina mm. trench, and going deeper and deeper, until they reach this, like, deep, dark hole, and when they go through it, suddenly they're, like, in an alternate dimension or something. Yeah, and all that plays is the hereditary, the <laughs> music Stop. over and over again. All right, two more movies. Okay, well, what I would do is I would have, instead of the shooting contest that the robots have, I would have them do the dance-off from uh, Zoolander <laughs> and go down the aisle, and then all the humans would be the, the judges. Walk-off? Yeah, the walk-off. <laughs> and then the robots would just get all the humans and throw them out the port and watch them go to the black hole, and they would sit together, sucks to be you, <laughs> and then fly the ship off in another direction <laughs> for the black hole, too. Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> that's, strip. That would make. that's that's enjoyable. Oh, I don't know why I was pointing at you. Okay. Um, keeping up with my horror theme, I think I would write a movie like a script about um a small town and every five years they have to make a sacrifice to this huh. bottomless pit. I wonder what uh wonder what TV show we watched last night that could have influenced your thinking. Huh, I, I wonder what scary stories I read as a kid that could influence the, my thinking. Continue. Um, every five years they have to throw a person into the black hole, and it centers around one person who is chosen to be thrown in, and they 
cling on to the side. Cling on? They hold on oh. to hold on? the side about like a quarter of the way Sarc? down. So is it a Sarclac pit? And Hot the bolts? whole thing is they're trying to figure Hot out how to get... Hot cops? <laughs> Sorry, I'm listening. Sorry, Matt. Why is it always me? Uh, they're trying to figure out how to get out of the black hole, but they have to be careful because one wrong move means they become the sacrifice. And at the end, at the end, you find out this was all like a test. They didn't need the sacrifice people. Um, There's actually a movie like that. Really? No, it's a no. I was just messing with oh, you. That's a bad okay. idea. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But the whole point is, like. They find out all the secrets of the black hole. What would the secrets be? Have you not thought that far? Well, I I can right now. Uh, I think the secrets would be, one, they didn't really need a sacrifice, so there's nothing down there but corpses at this point. Okay, yeah, so it's not even really a hole. It's more like a, a ditch. It's a ditch, but it's, like, seemingly endless when you're falling. Okay. Until you, you know, die from oxygen losing while falling. What? De- deprivation? I yeah, oxygen. That happens. I think you pass out, but I don't know if you die. You don't. All right. No, well, I don't think you that pass out, and then they hit the ground, but it's really deep down. Um, and then there's. Sorry, just never mind. Continue. I'm going crazy. Is it because my phone? I was doing. Maybe actually, I thought I saw someone point the red. I feel like a cat. I thought I just saw someone point the red light flash at the wall. <laughs> I almost like started clawing at it. All right, please uh, finish. Corridors are filled with like notes about the first person who was thrown in here who also survived, who has been living off the people who have been sacrificed. Ew, but interesting. And the person who was recently thrown in has to find a way out without being killed and eaten. Not much makes me cringe what cannibalism (coughs) definitely does. That sounds like a pretty cool movie. Let's talk about what was bad. Um, Namely, the story. Everything. Was pretty rough. Was the story bad? It's pretty much the same story as Danny Boyle's Sunshine, which is much more enjoyable. I just like, yeah, Sunshine is a way, way more enjoyable film. Sunshine? Yeah, the one where they have to go, they send a rocket to the sun because the sun's about to go out, and the first rocket doesn't make it, there's all these nuclears are going to reignite the sun. Uh-huh. So they send the first rocket out, it doesn't work, so the... Sunshine takes place with the second rocket. I remember that. And then they find the first rocket and the captain had killed everybody and yeah, yeah, I remember by that. being yeah, too close to the about, sun. Yeah, that was a good movie. Danny Boyle makes really good movies. Yeah, a train spotting. Uh, <coughs> I never saw that. You shouldn't. I, I won't. What were you going to say, Dad? I was going to say another good plot would be uh, if they went out to the ship and the ship had gone into the black hole and come back out and while it was in the black hole it was in hell. And when they came out, they found that the ship was haunted in hell. But instead of killing everybody, they would make them make sausage and they could call it a venturizo. <laughs> you were so close to making a movie I would go pay to see. <laughs> and now you're just a straight-to-DVD rental. A <laughs> <laughs> venturizo. <laughs> well, this is why we pay you the big bucks to be on the show. <laughs> Yeah, so... Okay. I don't really know how you go forward from that. I I actually liked aspects of the story, but there was just way too much filler. There was a whole lot of them walking around the ship, Mm -hmm. and a whole lot of pew-pew-pew battles, and not a whole lot of chutzpah. Not a whole lot of... Not a whole lot of motion, not a whole lot of direction for a lot of the film. That one battle just took forever. Yeah. Ever and ever and ever. By the time they got into the black hole, I had to look up what was happening because none of us knew what it meant. Well, yeah, but it was was a it was a thinking a thinking person sequence. Yep, definitely a big ship. What was was all that stuff for? Yeah, I definitely. What did they? What did they? They wanted to go through the black hole. Yeah. So why did he enslave his whole crew again? Did he, they they yeah. died, but they weren't completely dead, so he no, put he them in them. They're yeah. still pretty alive. Well, they got the orders to bag it and come back. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he so he got the upper hand with his henchman robot. Uh, Maximilian. Yeah, Maximilian. Now tell me that other guy couldn't get out of the way. 
in the slow-moving robot with the propeller hands is headed towards you, would you hold out a book or would you sidestep so they get the guy next to you? I would be like sidestepping. <laughs> Just running away. Back to this shit. That's right. Maximilian. It's not so fast. I don't know if I like the ending. They were out on a job and then they went through the black hole and then they were like, alright, guess we're chilling out here. Wouldn't they be like, hey guys, I'm never going to see my family again. You know, I have like a wife and kids on earth. I think at that point I would be like, I was just in hell. I don't know. Like, how but they were you... all in heaven, though. No, they the went bad to hell. Guy, the bad guy went to hell. I thought they all went to hell and then I th- they went I th- to heaven. No, I thought it was just you saw the bad guy's experience and he was in hell. Yeah. But the rest of them went to the heaven place with the angel. And then... That's even more cause for you to go, hey, I just went to heaven. I legally died. Well, you got a preview. Yeah, he's pass- it's, like, uh, it's like vacation. You know, you stamp your passport, you're moving but, through. Uh, uh, and what... How did we know it was hell and heaven and not just two different places? Because I looked Well, it up. because one was big, ouchy, fire red, and then had oh, Satan. The one was, yeah, white with. Oh, yeah, like nice. Also, I looked it up. Yeah, also, yeah. It was supposed to be heaven and Wikipedia hell. thinks it's heaven they, and hell. They also had a lot of biblical imagery throughout this film. Yeah, they actually did. Uh, I don't. I was not surprised. What was up with this movie? There, was there any themes to even like it dissect was, here? It was trying to join religion and science. I guess it's trying to say, you know, don't go too far into science because that's God's territory. What, church and state need to come back together? Sure. That's a great idea. I love being defunded. Yeah, I mean, why did they even make this movie? Did you do any research on oh, that? Oh, yeah, plenty. Um, okay, so I guess you're going to have that in the other part. Yeah, the script was, like, in progress for ten years. Wow. They really, they hired, like, four or five different writers. One of the guys heading the project died during development. So, really? Yeah, so another wow. guy, two people, including the one guy who died, went into and out of retirement for this movie. And now they're planning a sequel, or excuse me, a remake. So, oh. but Can't that wait to is see Vincent two point that's on hold because the first one got sent to the head of Disney, and he laughed at them and said that is way too dark. But, really... but they had the idea before Star Wars of doing a space movie. Oh yeah, well this movie was supposed to be a disaster movie in space. The reason they wrote this film is because disaster movies were really popping at the end, beginning oh, of the seventies, yeah. end of the sixties. You had, you had whatever that. Ship movie oh, I is. Many of them. You had uh, Earthquake was big. It was a huge, huge movie. Towering Inferno yep. was, was the one. And then, um, I mean, yeah, it kind of had a little bit of a resurgence in the 90s with Twister and some other movies. The Day After Tomorrow, oh, early yeah. 2000s. And all Rock's, Rock's earlier movies. Yeah. <laughs> What's the one where he goes. San Andreas. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah, well, that might be one of the worst movies I've ever watched in my life. Oh, I think it's totally entertaining. Oh, yeah. But there's just so many things to talk about. But, yeah, so this was... just done that movie. Disney really wanted to capitalize on this disaster movie aspect. You know, they were feeling good. They were having some money. The 50s were a very successful time to be Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were moving into the 60s uh, and 70s feeling good. And... Uh, Yikes, was this movie... Uh, if a movie takes more than five years hmm. to write, can it? If you if you need, like, five years yeah. to develop a movie with three different script writers, just throw it out at that point. Well, it's still successful. It's yeah, like, it did Disney. make its money back, so... It also... Yeah. How long was this movie? It wasn't too long. It definitely felt long. It felt, it like, it felt like three hours is what I'm trying Probably to say. Probably an hour and a half, I think. Wow. Yep, definitely. It was it was ninety two minutes too long. Yep. What was it? One hundred ninety eight. Well, I want to hear your perspective, Steve. Partly because this is technically our Father's Day episode, even though we're recording two days after Father's Day. But um, you also saw this movie as a kid. Yep. So like, what what were your thoughts then, and what were your thoughts now? That looked great. Yeah. Did you dig it back? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in high school. So I ju- no, I probably just graduated, so I was oh, yeah. about to go to college. And ready to look at a... Ready to watch Black Hole. Yep. Did you go with anyone? Or was this I a don't solo? Know. Maybe it was a solo thing. And what? how'd you feel about it now? Um, yeah, it had story problems, but it was still fun to look at. Yeah. But 
too many story problems. It's been done so much better so many times since then. Yeah. It's hard to go back. Can always go back if it's a good story or it's entertaining, but if it's not, no. When did the first Alien movie come out? Seventy. Eight, that I want to say. Like, yeah. I think Alien this. was no, same, same year. Oh, same next same year. year. Well, one year before. Yeah. Alien, that, that was like light years better. Yeah, because Alien was 78, and then I think Aliens is 82. Yeah. And then we don't talk about three or four. Alien was 79 also. Was it 79? So I'd have to look at the, re- the release date was May 25th in the U.S., so what was the release date for this thing? Release date December, so this came out six months after Alien had come out. Well, I can't be. <sighs> well, there was no Alien killing them all. There no, was, like, it's there still, was a robot. space movie, and well, yeah. So definitely, they were like, "All right, people like space movies. People love space. Yeah, disaster in space." Any I, final thoughts? I I think this movie would be greatly improved if it was a black hole in the ocean. Isn't that a Event Horizon? Yeah. I don't know. I don't wait, know. Wait, wait, wait. Black movies. Uh, no, Event Horizon's still in space. But black guess, hole in the ocean? That's impossible. A black hole in the oh, ocean the was a filter. Right. Well, no, I'm not talking about an actual black hole. I'm talking about like a deep trench that keeps going down and down and down, but they... Yeah, it was called Underwater. I gave it a 6 out of 10. Ah. Was, Journey to the Center of the Earth. Yeah. That's another old Disney movie. All right, let's move. And a new Disney movie because they remade it with Brendan Fraser. Yes, right? yeah, that actually movie was actually Journey. This wasn't that The Rock. No, no, no. Brendan Fraser. Brendan was... Fraser. Huh. That was, I actually I remember going to see that as a kid. That was like my first movie. I was cognizant of 3D. Was that was that the one where he like got his kids for a weekend or something? Yeah, and he took them to the center. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> was the movie called Journey to the Center of the Earth? The movie where Brendan no, Fraser took his so, kids to the center of the earth? No, because every no, time you're I try of... to look for that movie, I see something else that is also similar in plot. You're thinking of Dirty Dancing too. <laughs> Let's move on to ratings. I'll go first because I'm the most important. Okay. I've fluctuated quite a bit. I think I'm going to settle on a 3 out of 10. There were aspects I definitely liked, and I can't, you know... I can't lie. I can't lie about that and give it a zero, even though this movie is definitely a meme movie. Um, so I give it a three. It did a lot of interesting visual things, arguably some things better than Star Wars did visually, um, and it had some good acting and some fun characters. But I cannot, you know, it it felt like it felt like war. It felt like war getting through that movie. And I can say that comfortably, having never fought. Okay, <laughs> next. Who's going next? Do you want to? No, I'm saving Steve for last, because he, right. he saw this back when it came out. So, Max? Alright, so originally I was going to give it a 1, and then Vincent showed up, and I moved to a 7. Bob showed up, it went to an 8. Bob oh, yeah, died, it went down to a 1 again. And then it went to almost a 0. Now I'm going to give it a 2, because I really love Vincent and Bob. Also, I totally forgot to do this, I think. As always, I'm your host, oh, yeah. Ben, joined by my lovely co-hosts. We're at the end of the podcast. If you don't know who they are by now, shame on you. <laughs> but let's say their names anyway for the point of continuation. Who am I joined by? I'm Maxwell. Ashley. Rebecca. Steve. Great. The, the gang. The gang's all here. Um, good. That's out of the way. Ashley, what are you going to give this movie? Are you being my calculator mm-hmm. queen, by the way? Mm-hmm. I'm going to give this a 3.5. Uh, I really like the visuals. It was really nice to look at. Um, it was entertaining. I think that it had potential. It ri- reminded me of something you could see on like the Twilight Zone, but it was definitely bogged down by the, too much of the, the biblical references and kind of this nonsensical jargon. But, um, yeah. Mom? Well, I would give it a higher score because of Bob and Vincent. Yeah. But I don't want it to get a higher score than Ashley's last pick. So I'm going to go with 0.3. 0.3. Which is a little lower than 0.5. Why? Yeah. Because I thought Ashley's movie was a little more entertaining and easier to watch. What, uh, the Blast or the Black Cauldron. Black Cauldron, right, right, right. Yeah. And finally, Dad. I will give this a five. Wow! They swung for the fences. They had a really good cast, even if the script stunk. 
The pacing was horrible, but the visuals were outstanding. I would actually watch this one more time by myself, but I'd never say to anybody else, yo, we need to check this movie out. Would not do that again, as I just did with all of you. But I might watch it again one more time. They really tried. And if any movie set near a black hole is certainly worth looking into. And also, I remember Tron. That is a bad movie. Yeah, well, also, <laughs> eligible for a bonus. I uh, think nope. the new rules on bonuses, I think, is it has to be either animated and not related to Disney. What? Or oh. it can be animated and not related, related to Disney or a Disney movie that's not animated. Oh, I think that's a good bonus That's interesting. Structure. But in so all, what yeah. you're saying is I could do the Lorax. You could do the Lorax or you if you really do... want to make us watch a Blue Sky movie. Or, uh, not Blue Sky, excuse me, Illumination. A, uh, Illumination. Or who's that other, the uh, Japanese guy? Oh, Shio Mizaki. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would love to watch my neighbor Tortoro or something like that. Mm-hmm. Anyway, our average is a 2.76 out of 10. Was wow. that what you got as well in your mm-hmm. calculations? Perfect. That is pretty low. That is not our lowest. What was our lowest? The Sword in the Stone. Oh. Sitting at a 2.3. Black Cauldron at a 2.4. Dad, I think, just saved this movie. (laughs) (laughs) No shame in being third. No shame. Well, third worst is a little shameful. That's That's a little bit shameful. This episode's coming out late because, uh, because just how Podbean works and how much data I have every month. But we here at Tiny Dots and at Disney Rewind want to wish everybody a belated Father's Day before we close with our question of the week, not Father's Day related, because I'm not that quick. Reinhardt was pretty hell-bent on, on getting in that black hole. What what drives you? What are what would you, what would you go crazy for um, instead of a black hole? Mine would be a uh. soft pretzel. <laughs> I would. Standards. Yeah, I would. The lemon dad. water ice. Yeah, with the lemon water ice. Um, My I, dad, you ran out of things to do. I would. Uh, yeah, it's you know, it's passing down from generation to generation. I would make a little mini submersible like Miss Frizz and shrink down to gorge on on delicious soft pretzel as large as Mount Everest. Wow. And that is that is what I would do. Uh, 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 Max, what would you do? Vincent. Just, you could have Vincent, and I would kill for that robot. You, yeah, would you? Yeah, I would. I would, I would do anything so that robot would be safe. That's very sweet. I really like robots. That's really, really sweet of you. Um, Ashley. Uh, I'm gonna go with the classic answer here, uh, Klondike Bar. Ooh, what would you do for a Klondike bar? Not sponsored. Yeah, not sponsored. Klondike, please sponsor us. Yes. Wait, what is the question? So the guy in this movie is obsessed. Yeah. Is obsessed. So what are we obsessed with? Like, like what, 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 would, well, what would we? What would we? You know, lobotomize our entire crew and then try to murder more space space individuals, space oh. men and women, and everything in between. Well, I'm going to tell you the truth, but you're all going to groan. And Is would, it also Vincent? Oh, I would say my family. Oh. Uh, uh, but we appreciate you, too. And finally... <laughs> yeah, you sound very appreciative. Um, and finally, the man, the myth, the legend himself. I don't know. Mr. Black Hole 1979. What, what would you... What would you uh, I was barely born then. What are you talking about? Well, okay. I was only 79... I was only I was only eleven. That well, okay, that's fair. But you made it seem like yeah, you made, you made it, it seem, seem like, like dad married like a woman thirty years his his well, he junior. Pretty much did. You guys are like five years apart. Or more than that, Seven. aren't we? Seven. No, no, five. Five? That's it. A five, Her? Yeah. Her. <laughs> a anyway. full five, not just a. Uh, yeah, full five. Full five. I didn't get your answer. Uh, I don't know. Another beer. <laughs> really. Sure. I, I could walk to the fridge and get you one. And I've, I've worked and struggled my whole life to make it that easy. That has been what I've gone through heaven and hell for. For to put a myself beer? in a situation where I can get another beer. It's because Ben, <laughs> it's ben took his soft pretzel. The American dream. The American dream. 
Interesting. Capitalism, baby. That's what we're, that's like what we not do. your guitars, not no, no, no. Your children. <laughs> well, you can buy that himself. Talk about something real. <laughs> oh. Oh. Wow. And then we all like phase out of existence. It's just dad rocking back and forth yeah, with a beer and like a padded cell. That's right. Yeah. You have to let us go, dad. The accident may that's have been right. your fault, but we don't judge you. Excellent. Next week, oh. or indiscriminate record time later, Coco. Yes. Yay! A movie that, upon our watch, made me drunk, ugly cry. So that's going to be an interesting one to talk about. You <laughs> cried? Oh yeah. You did? Oh yeah. That one's getting over a five. I can tell you. Yeah, that, that one's. Yeah. Gonna, that one's gonna. So it'll be a four. I didn't four know you cried. Oh yeah. I'm good at hiding it. I've been doing it for 22 years. I knew you. I knew when you cried at Contact. What? I, I mean, not no. Contact. Field of Dreams. Yeah, because I sobbed like a baby at Field of well, Dreams. Well, that's true. You that was sad. It was happy. It was, yeah, but like sad, happy, sappy. Oh my god, is that what that means? Sappy? No, no sappy no. means like corny, right? Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, I almost said COVID next week. Let's hope not. <laughs> no. Coco, Coco next week, and then we reveal Ooh. our season three episodes. Yahoo! Uh, I've already changed mine twice. I know some other people have done the same. So yep. anything you were expecting, yeah. anything you were expecting might be wrong. Ugh. Now you made it difficult with your... You keep changing the rules. What do you mean I keep changing the rules? You keep changing the rules. You were perfectly fine with finding Dory, and then you... I'm going to bleep this out. And you were perfectly fine with Cap... Now you're letting me do, uh... I forgot what I Um... What? Oh, now Oh, I various animated... What, yes. Hoodwinked? Hoodwinked. Hoodwinked. Now there's... Thing. Hoodwinked is a possibility which has yeah, but the she's best taken the soundtrack in the universe. It has one like Ben or uh, Ben Gibbard song. No, who is it? It's um, it's, forget who the artist it's is. It's basically uh, Hocus Pocus mm. by Focus with the yodeling. No, Regardless, not that one. No, the, Red I know. Was blue. Yeah, it's um, I forget who did it. Oh, it's so good. Uh, I could find it for you. I'll look it up. Oh, thank you. Was it when Red was blue? No, Red was blue. Hoodwinked. Such. So, thank you so much for joining us once again. Next week, Coco and season three reveals very exciting. Many surprises. Many surprises. Thanks for listening. And remember... Um, Maybe they want to hear who did this song. And remember, stay away from black holes. <laughs>